on the Wake Up Radio. I am your host, Joel Saji. Make me free. Make me free. I've come to tell you that I'm free. Make me free. Welcome to On The Wake Up Radio Show. This is your host, Joel Saji, and you are listening to Make Me Free. Shout out as well to our super producer, Sydney Ashby, on this January month. And again, you can call in yourself live at 844-818-4433. It is $2.99 per minute. You must be 18 years or older to participate, where you can catch all replays on OTW2, Google, Apple Products, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and as well, iHeartRadio. The new website is up, as I just mentioned, OTW2.com, where it is free speech friendly, no censorship. Sign up today. Also, if you can, donate to $5 or any amount which will go directly to the website and our airtime. It is a labor of love, but we still live in this costly, costly world. And if you appreciate, and I'm sure you do, but as well, if you still appreciate the free content, please help us keep the message uncensored and free. That's PayPal at onthewakeupradio at gmail.com. Now we want to thank you as all for tuning in tonight on this 2022 observed year through the Georgian cam uh, calendar. Uh, and by the way, just as a footnote uh, for those that are kind of like into that, maybe not into that, but a footnote should be read off that the Northern Hemisphere map uh, in Lancaster, California. Dates to March 20th of 2022 year it corresponds with their Earth natural yearly start. I just sent a message to one of my homeboys, kind of like explaining this uh, to him as well, that the Great Britain, the Great Britain and the American colonies, 13, of course, did not begin following the Georgian calendar until 1759, 52, sorry, 52, correct myself, 1752. Before then, they celebrated New Year's Day on March 25th. And by observation of California Lancaster, it is projected to be this year, March 20th, for those who are aware and those unaware, but there it is. Try to keep you out that bullshit. So now, going on to some further and new. How y'all feeling out there? I ain't heard from y'all in a long time. I think uh, at one point I was a little worried about myself, but just the uh, known remedies of uh, lemon peel, orange peel, oranges, lemon, ginger, and, and the whole nine got me back on track. So I was using my own. Uh, uh, vaccination, as you call it, out there in the world. 
with the Amari uh, Khan. I believe I'm saying that right. Uh, Amri Khan. I'm sorry. Amri Khan. Uh, it's taking the world by storm, as you can tell. A lot of people are in sick. I believe the whole country is painted in red. Uh, people being diagnosed or feeling maybe not being diagnosed properly in some sense, but still in all self-diagnosis lets you know that something isn't quite right. And with that, a lot of people probably did stay home or were shedding in from the festivities uh, that did take place on the first. Um, that being said, you know, uh, I wanted to try to tap into that just a little bit more, too. Uh, at the same time that with uh, vaccinations and jabs uh, being placed throughout, I believe the numbers are half the country, half the country taking, half the country not taking those shots. Uh, and even with those that have taken the shots and boosted shots of, uh, as well, uh, there seems to be a high number of reported cases of those with the jab being more commonly to catch said virus or said sickness or what have you. Uh, when the preventive measure is being broadcasted throughout the country, throughout the world, that, you know, these shots are recommended to protect you from such and such germ in this case, basically. But it's not working. Um, it's not working. It's just truth be told, it's not working. It's the numbers are in. The numbers are in. If you go to the hospitals now, I believe all recorded cases, reported cases, I'm sorry, of those having it are those the ones that have been jabbed previously or within their second or third trimester of shots. And it's not getting any better. Those the numbers are not getting any it's not looking good. It is not looking good for anyone that has actually maybe taken said shot. Because um, the numbers are still there. The numbers haven't really faded. So, you know, how how is it? Is it, is it, where is it working? It, it, you know, to the degree? Uh, I, I really, I, I can say firsthand, no. Uh, just over the past weekend, uh, invited to an outing, uh, said person there was basically, uh, which said, you know, I don't even know what to say because I don't even know what they, what it was. To be, be honest with you, I don't know if it was the Mari Crime, the Corona, or just a, a sinus infection, the flu, the original Corona. I don't know. Actually, they don't even know actually what it was, you know, because nobody actually knows because all those symptoms are somewhat similar until you're not really taking yourself uh, said precautions in the correct manner of, you know, preventive measures, washing your hands, so forth, wearing your mask, so forth, in, in certain uh, areas, certain situations, such gatherings of large mass crowds, you know, those basic ground rules pretty much still work, especially if you're using them correctly. Some are even going to the extent of using gloves, uh, the face shield, uh, glasses, the eye shield, and the mask. You know, just, you know, those preventive measures alone do somewhat help. But just to have a shot and then go about your willy-nilly, as they so to speak, 
and not carry on a mask or not washing your hands properly or not washing your hands when you touch certain items when you know that it's the common person is going to come right behind you and touch it at least a thousand, two thousand, three thousand, five thousand, five times, five thousand times throughout the day. Example, doorknobs, restroom handles, um, your favorite restaurants, uh, restroom, um, door handles, Uber drivers, Lyft drivers, handles, you know, all of that, all of that. Um, got to be a little more careful probably in that measure, but you know, who's to say who's right, who's wrong. But I do know that preventive measures are out there, especially maybe wearing this mask in this case still a little longer. And some people are trying to tell you to take it down, maybe not be the effective way of doing that. It's, it's not helping anybody, to be honest with you. Uh, with that, I want to speak of something else. Tourism and mandates and ordinances uh, in various said cities throughout the country are give and take. Um, California basically got to show vaccination to enter certain areas now. Uh, New York, I believe, holds the same criteria. Um, you can't actually, yes, you can't even go into a restaurant now. And they did have a uh, protest of a said certain individual's uh, social media page, social media page, where he actually, him and a group of people, Actually walked into a cheesecake factory out there in New York. I'm not really sure the location. I'm pretty sure it was popular. But in any case, uh, lead uh, sit-in resulted in police being called, uh, them being questioned for vaccination proof in order to uh, sit down in said establishment. Uh, Their whole argument uh, throughout that was you really shouldn't have to carry out a vaccination card based upon the fact that that is really private information that we shouldn't really be displaying to the public in any calls. And, you know, the country is pretty much split up in arms over that. Uh, some going to the fact that where you can't enter grocery stores, I believe, um, bars especially, Restaurants now, and the whole nine. Uh, really giving uh, people a sense of unawareness, uh, discon- almost a disconcern now because people are feeling their rights are definitely being violated in all aspects of anything that is being uh, said is right. When in, when in fact that. When you look around, the numbers are not matching what's being said. California, New York, Chicago, Philly, New Jersey, Wisconsin, uh, and I know a few other states kind of like hold uh, people at you know at arms bay. Now here in Vegas, um, tourism is up, believe it or not. Uh, in Vegas. Half of their revenue in the billions comes from tourism. Well, maybe 99, 98% of all income 
to Vegas is through tourism, meaning international, vacation travelers, as well as domestic uh, in the country travelers, that meaning, meaning you. Those cities that I called out, California, New York, Chicago, Philly, New Jersey, Wisconsin, Florida, and the rest of it, the rest of you, all basically traveling to this relaxed city uh, where, you know, the restrictions are not as high as the city that you're traveling from, where you can pretty much, again, as I'm speaking of, those preventive measures are not being viewed at um, as hard and as, as harsh, um, especially with billions and billions of dollars uh, accounting for the city's revenue. Um, you've seen it in the beginning of 20, uh, 2019, 2020. Uh, Vegas was a ghost town, never seen before, never heard of before. Billions of dollars, almost into the trillions, I'm more than sure, were on the table. They didn't know what to do. As well as the other cities around the country. You didn't know what to do either. Your city was shut down. You couldn't really go to work. Nobody knew what to do. Now, Vegas is almost giving you the green light. They've, to accommodate uh, you for coming in, they kind of like gotten rid of a lot of uh, coin slots. You can really only find coin slots on certain uh Casinos out here now. Uh, free parking is gone forever. You can forget uh, free parking on the strip. That's gone forever. Now you are subject to walking those dreaded miles up and down the strip. Or you have the luxury of Lyft and Uber. Or what the city has introduced now is transit of bicycles, where you can rent the bicycles, uh, RTC transit, meaning the bus. That is your particular way of travel now. And in any case, a lot of travelers are coming in unmasked. A lot of people are touching, a lot of items are not really washing up behind themselves. Some of that stuff is basically being brought in as it's supposed to leaving out. Uh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be mindful of that, especially when you're traveling to and fro. Um, again, preventive measures are always there for you. Now, uh, I wanted to track backtrack on something that kind of like happened in yesteryear uh, that I felt was very important. That actually got uh, some pub, well, actually started from. Uh, uh, the gentleman of uh, Gary Chambers Jr. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but you can also visit his Instagram page, which is spelled the exact same way, Gary Chambers Jr. Um, he put out a post on December 14th. You can visit his page about then uh, Lafayette, Louisiana Judge Michelle Ordent. Uh, who resigned just recently on the 31st of December uh, for using racial slurs at her home during an outing with her family that someone in her family actually posted 
which was really ironic to, to nonetheless, but someone in her family posted the conversation that was being held in her home and it really didn't go uh, in her favors as well as the ordained family household. And I believe we have a clip of that I want to like bring forth so where you can like want to introduce you into. Uh, do we have that clip still, Cindy? We sure do. All right. Let's try to roll that clip for a second for the uh, for the listening audience, just to give them a uh, listening to. If you haven't heard, uh, please listen with intent. Uh, if you have heard, just listen again uh, with ill disintent. Why are the lights when, when I pull up on? in the whip, they be saying, "God damn!" Why are your lights on? They're like, "Pull up, pull up!" And mom's yelling, "Nigger, nigger!" <laughs> Look, I, oh, oh, that's me. No, that's I me. I came from the backside. Look, he trips over the <laughs> <laughs> He trips. <laughs> he trips. <laughs> I was the only one running. That's me. Ken, Kenny was standing. I'm the one that took him down. Kenny's just standing there. Uh-huh. He lied. That was his wallet. Yeah. That's my phone where it fell out. The dude had a phone on him. You should have taken his phone and stolen from him, that fucking asshole. And now I'm going to grab a gun. It's important. Very important. As me and Austin maintain control of the situation. The great thing is, is we've got video. We've got... Look, they're with the car. Wait, look. There's a couple. There's a couple. What if we bet? Well, that was just... Again, if you could hear that, hopefully with uh, clarity, uh, you could hear the vulgarness of the undertones that were being expressed in that conversation uh, with hearted glee, as you can hear, with no remorse, as you can hear. And in jokingly and accepted as if it was the, it is the norm, not it was, but it is the norm. Now, again, this is a Louisiana, it was, and let me say that she did resign on the 31st, but this was a Louisiana judge at the time who was using these slurs. And again, um, you kind of probably say, like, what the hell is the big deal? Well, when you're in a position as such, you have to, again, carry yourself in a manner above all esteem. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that because maybe you always fly off the, you know, the effing handle when certain situations arise. But if you carry yourself in such a manner and you look at it in such a way, you aren't going to flip. You're not going to come out with the flipping mode that is most commonly used throughout America. You're going to come with some sense of accord something that is most honorable to the person that is being affected, uh, giving an answer to the person that may have done the wrong, but still not you putting them in a better, hopefully giving a a judgment to to correct their character. Let me say that. Uh, A judge, I guess, in this case, because you got to think about it. Uh, You've been faced with the judge plenty of times. Um, our history, at least this case, but I just want to go back to the home judge. The home judge, your mama, 
the parent, the judge that you face every day, you know, that judge. Your mama kind of like set you up to avoid this other judge down the line if you kind of like follow the ways of your mother's uh, upbringing, you know, if she's, if you, you know, all mothers are nurturing, you know, no question. But if you're listening to the nurturing, then you in life probably would avoid circumstances where you may see this other judge because your mom knows about the other judge. She's putting you, she's giving you opportunity to build character within yourself, to make the right decisions once you're not in her presence and, you know, just act accordingly. You know, this is what mothers do. You know, they, you know, put you on, they put you on. Yes, that's your, that's the first plug, your mom, you know, if, Feeling familiar, you know, besides nurturing and caring, she she the plug. She puts you on everything. She feeds you, clothes you, everything. Your own knowledge, your game, make you look right, smell right, make tell you ain't looking right, tell you smell, tell you everything. She puts you on. She keeps you in order. So when you step out the door at a certain age or when you're not around your mom at a certain age, you know, you're given this esteem so to speak, I'm going to say, to where you can walk out and she don't really have to worry about your well-being because she installed some, you know, importance in you to where you can feel as though you can move about with, you know, without less, without, you know, less effort, uh, the greatest of ease, you know, you're thinking on a, on a level, you're even teaching along the way, you know, th these are some of the things that the mothers, you know, directly give to us as kids, but you know, we have our own intent. Now with our own intent, we go see this other judge and you know, the circumstances are not always played out uh, to your liking. Now, given that some judge are lenient, some, some judge, you know, give you a course of a step action program to where, you know, Hey, well, I'm not going to send you directly to jail. I'm going to put you in a program. Um, I throw you some community service or, you know, a couple of times serve already or, you know, you know, some judges in their right character and mind work with you in that way because that's what they believe in the system should be. But, you know, some are enriched and are soiled. Let me say that. that's a better word. Soiled. Uh, and racism uh, and the good old boy uh, uh, roots of this of this country. Uh, and you've seen it just though. Uh, with the uh, Kyle Rittenhouse case, you 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 seen you seen what uh, racism looks like live on television. You've seen what the real actual KKK looks behind, looks like in a robe. You've seen that on live television forever, how long that case lasted out. That judge that presided, that ruled that case, you've seen exactly what this lady was attached to, basically, in, 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 her, in all of her, um, in all of her, throughout her career, basically. This one or comfortable 
conversation being held at home with family brings in the question now her character based on the statements that were made and you deciding over cases of people of melanated descent, basically, or just melanated people or black or whoever you want to call yourself at the present moment. Her presiding over said cases from that, from that statement back all the way into the nineties are now being viewed and looked at based on prejudice. And you face prejudice yourself. I'm pretty sure going into the court on just certain occasions or you seen prejudice uh, being handled out, uh, being handed down as a judgment on some other particular personnel when the, the sentence really doesn't fit the crime. And you can, again, we can go back to all kind of laws, three strikes you out, uh, just to name a few. Um, uh, uh, what was that? Clinton era, three strikes you out, uh, and anything else in accordance with that. Crack, um, laws versus cocaine laws. You know, we can, we can go, we can tear that down. That's another four or five shows within this show. But still, this lady, well, not even she. I mean, she was speaking in the comfortability of her her own home, which she really had the right to do. But whoever this is that threw the tape out, who is that? I don't think nobody actually answered that question. I don't know if it's her, her son, I think, I think Gary did maybe explain it with her son, but I got to look more into the uh, page itself. But again, at Gary Chambers Jr., you can look it up on Instagram. Uh, goes back into December 14th when the, when he first posted uh, that tape that we, that clip that we just listened to live. Uh, he was calling for a resignation, uh, which she was basically just, just trying to say sorry for her. She didn't mean it, but you know, again, lady, um, that really can't go unnoticed. That really can't go with a slap on the wrist. That's not really a, a caring moment. Cause now with you using terms of that nature are, you know, it comes to, you know, and this is why they were calling for all of her back cases to be viewed just based off of the prejudice or the words that was used during this conversation so comfortably. She, you know, it brings into question now that she's probably looked at, and I'm more than sure, because, you know, what black person really hasn't said honky or what white person really hasn't said nigga, you know? when you think about it, like what, who, when, you know what I'm saying? It's just some people, you really can't say certain words around as a group. Um, Especially if you're not carrying uh, the weight of that, that word, (laughs) you know, you got to kind of like, but it's so, it's so open now in society to where 
some still are stung behind a word that's being used. Some don't give a care at all. They could get care less. Just based upon, I guess, the friendship that you guys carry. But in certain areas of the country, it, it may not go into play. And you may have to. And I, I say this with open openness because even in certain areas of uh, I was just watching a documentary too, and it's kind of like where I'm going to with this. But in certain areas of Memphis, you can't you can't make the wrong turn. You can't. I believe this one street. I can't really recall it, but I got to look at it again. But this one street take you to the highways, either when you don't go north or south, <laughs> north or south Memphis. If you make the wrong turn south, you're liable to get shot at. If you go north. You most likely won't get shot at, but you have to make a U going the other way towards the highway. Just to go south. But it, on certain streets, you just, you got to be real precautious on. And that's just like in, in certain cities, you can't really express, you know, openly some of those words that are so openly used in maybe San Francisco or maybe San Diego or, um, Colorado or even Vegas, you know, some cities such as maybe as a guest, I'm not sure, but still in all, depending where you're at, Columbia, South Carolina. Some brothers down there just don't allow the white people to, to express some of that. The white them people really have to be around their own kind to actually probably use that word as strong and forcefully as they would like. Why I say that? Because I've, I've been down there a couple of And actually, when you're walking down, um, what is this? Uh, when you're walking the pier, uh, man, I'm sorry, not Columbia, but Charleston. When you walk in the pier of Charleston and you're coming towards the water and you're going towards where the boats used to dock and all this and where the slaves used to get off and they take them right off the ship to the um, uh, to this land area right there. And you can see these trees where they used to hold the shade and whatnot and, and uh, people used to get off the boat and they put them right there in this big old thing. And, you know, some probably got hung right there because this Tree still stands today, looks spooky as heck if you've ever been there. But going back into that, peep, uh, if you're walking down the pier towards the water and you come into it, uh, like you're about to walk, you know, you and another person about to walk head and head into each other. If you're black, I've noticed that when I was doing that back and forth, when I did it as a test, I was like, whoa, what was, you know, I, I, I thought I was tripping. But they, once I started walking towards a group of white people, they went immediately across the street to the other side of the street to walk to wherever they were going. They wouldn't really walk on the side that I was walking on. I noticed this after like four times of me just walking back and forth, just observing the view and reading the uh, port uh, planks or uh, uh, metal pieces that were there that were enriched the uh, that gave you the, the enrichment of the history of the uh, ships that ported there at the time. Um, 
I thought I, I thought I was really tripping, like on the third time, like man, that you know, I'm like, ain't nobody on the same side as me when I'm walking. I thought I was really tripping. So now I'm like, let me test this, you know, let me test this theory because I'm, am I really tripping? But as I'm, you know, now I'm putting into a theory. So I'm, I'm going, I'm walking down, you know, trying to hurry up and get to them. They hurry up and go across the street again. Another group of them. So now I'm like, whoa. So I flip across the street. So now I'm trying to catch up with them. And here comes some more coming across the street. I mean, uh, coming up the, the sidewalk. They dip across the street. So I'm like, wow, this is crazy. So at no point in time <laughs> did I have interaction with white people in South Carolina on that port right there. And it was a gang of them. Uh, and this is pre, uh, definitely pre-COVID. Uh, this is in time when I was still in the Atlanta area living, obviously. Uh, maybe 10 years ago at, at best. I'm not sure what it is today, but I do know that that was my experience. And even when going into maybe Atlanta living, uh, there's definitely, especially in Decatur, you, you, you can't do that at all. They, they flip on you on the way. They flip you, flip up, flip out on you. Right now, you see that crime is already at an all-time high in Atlanta right now, just from the people still wearing face masks, running into people's houses, people being shot, robbed, kicking in people's doors. That's all because of the face masks now. They are doing that randomly, and that's to each other. <laughs> and that's just to each other now. I do know that. If conversation is held and somebody said something that was out of pocket, it'd, it'd be it'd be worse than probably just kicking in the door. How I know because there's an area off of uh, what is this Kensington and Redan. You can Google that yourself. Kensington and Redan. That's one of the most hottest spots out there. Indicator. In the, in the surrounding areas, it's nothing but uh, apartment buildings all up and down that thing, all up and down Kensington. So that is a very high crime area, based on the fact. And even with the in the police uh, building is right there. If you Google it right now, you see that the police department isn't even that far from it. So they find you, and the police will they even think you're doing something. But they can't be everywhere. That's the whole thing. As big as that police force is, they can't be everywhere in that in that county. So some stuff is going down without without incident, without issue, without definitely without warning. Now, given that fact, let's touch on something else a little light. Uh, it's been a moment, so I'm taking my little time, but. What do you got? To, what would you like to say uh, on that, though, Cindy? Because I'm sorry, I just I just kept talking. No, no, it's, you had to get it out. You had to get it out. You know, you said everything that I did want to say as far as like, who the fuck put that shit out? What kind of fucking uh, I'm not even going to hold you. Right. 
Let's take color and put it to the fucking side. Who in your fucking house is recording you and putting you out there like that? God damn, you setting me up to wet me up, you marrying Barry type shit. The bitch tried to set me up. Because that's what it felt like. Now, these motherfuckers is from Louisiana. Let's keep it real. Motherfuckers say nigga all the time. Okay, right. I, I don't want nobody to start thinking, and yes, if you're white and you're listening to this and you're going, I've never said nigga, you just said in your fucking head, okay? So it is what it is. People are going to say what they want to say. Now, that was at the comfort, the comfort of their home. I'm sure they grew up saying it like they spray it, you know, like nothing. So that was, you could tell they were comfortable. Now, would you get up on the um, stand and do that? No. But then it also makes you realize that a lot of times when people get sent to prison and the judge is like, is the judge really listening? Or is the judge looking at them like, oh, you're a nigga, you're going away. We're going to get, um, we're going to get 20 cents worth of Victoria's Secret bras out of you by the, yeah, like Victoria's Secrets, AT&T, all these people that make, all these companies that make money off of the prison, the whole mm-hmm. free shit labor type. And, so at the end of the day, am I shocked? No. Should we be shocked? No. Is it the end of the world? No. Are they going to do it again? Yes. It is what it is. You know, Paul Mooney had a saying, and he's right. I like my racism up front and blatant. I want to know you don't like me. It's the motherfuckers. Pardon my French. And I'm not cussing, but I'm going to say it's like Democrats. It's like when you come across like a bunch of like liberal white folks and they're like, so, you know, we shall overcome and come by y'all and stuff like that. But these are the same people that burn down a fucking neighborhood for the insurance and make your whole fucking family black and brown people fucking homeless. Well, technically, those are the Jews. But you get what I'm saying? Like they'll pretend to like you, pretend to care about you, and they don't. They will set you up for failure. Now, if somebody come and be like, motherfucker, I don't like you, nigga, and get off my porch, thank you. That's why I always get upset at black folks when you want to sit up on the news talking about you want to eat chicken at Denny's. When did fucking chicken at Denny's beat out anybody else chicken? <laughs> why the fuck you want to eat? Like, uh, let me tell you something. If you are blatantly racist, I am like... Thank you for the motherfucking warning. Because I don't want nobody pissing in my food, spitting in my food, sending me to jail forever for some shit I ain't do. I want to know you racist. I want to know this shit. Ain't nobody like the Klan. And who was it? I believe it was the Klan. I think it was the, the Klan loved Malcolm X and Marcus Garvey. Because they was all about, we going to do our own thing. They was like, nah, nah, take your people. Yeah, we respect them. Because they're all about that people. Because we're all about our people. There is nothing right. wrong with having pride in who the fuck you are. I tell people that shit all all the time. Whether you look like me or not, have fucking pride in who the fuck you are. And if we did that more, we would probably be more together. But we're so between religion and fucking politics and i'm republican i'm democrat i'm this i'm that i'm vaccinated i'm not vaccinated all types of dumb shit black people be like separated over the dumbest fucking shit that means nothing at the end of the day because at the end of the day it's about staying on code and somebody did not stay on code in her house right that's really it basically yeah 
Yeah, you know what this they reminds me, reminds me of? It reminds me of the time I wanted to be a lawyer. I It was a Jewish teacher at my school. She, she favored me. You know how that worked, y'all? Jews and blacks come together. Um, and she had a friend who owned a law firm in Manhattan. I hope they hear this one day. I think it was Sinalim and Sinalim. And she was like, don't worry, you got it. I just need you to go. He's going to meet with you. You already have the internship. I was excited. I wasn't getting paid, but this was an introduction to law. Actually, I think they did social security law, whatever, and other stuff. And I I go, I, I, I um, kind of go, get on the train. I'm dressed up, not like super dressed up, but like nice little A-Nest Macy suit with my shoes on and everything. And I'm sitting there. And I'm the only black person there. And the lady comes out, blonde hair, blue eyes. And she says, Cindy. And I said, yes. And she says, no, 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 no. I said, Cindy. Who the fuck does she think I was? <laughs> right? <laughs> and so I was like, no, no, I am Cindy. Didn't expect that because my name. I get it. I've had that my whole life. And then I sit there. She's showing me everyone in the office, what I got to do. The janitor wasn't even black. The janitor was Filipino, okay? Nobody black was in the fucking office. She's showing me, she's showing me, she's showing me. She's telling me about a passcode, all the stuff I got to do. I'm excited. I'm 15 years old. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, mm, the world is my oyster. I freaking get home. I'm excited. Next day I go to school. The Jewish teacher says to me, what happened? I said, what do you mean? I went. It was great. She goes, she told the owner that you cursed her out and told her you want your fucking money and you don't want to be an intern. And I said, excuse me? She was like, yeah, I, I don't know you to behave that way. So I was shocked. Yeah, I'm shocked too. And I went, now that's racism to the point of this woman has changed my course in life. It's okay. We got a whole fucking radio station. Thank you, bitch. But at the end of the day, I went home and I cried to my grandmother. And you know what my grandmother said? That bitch mm -hmm. did you a favor. Something missing, your fault. Something fall down, your fault. You would have been a coon your whole life. She did that bitch did you a favor. Thank Becky. <laughs> Thank you, Becky. <laughs> Bye, Joe. <laughs> Boy, Granny know best. Granny know best. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, when this, when the ancestors talk to you, definitely listen. When the ancestors talk to you, definitely listen. I, I, boy, I don't even know what you'd be doing right about now. Locking us up. Locking, locking y'all up, fighting for people. Well, here's the thing. I knew I couldn't be a cop because I would probably tell people don't do it again. I knew I couldn't be a teacher because I would give the kids the answers. That's just me. Do you get what I'm saying? That's just me. Locking, I, I, I have too much compassion for humanity. Not too much, but I, that's how I was born. Do you get what I'm saying? That's, that's just part of what's engraved in me. I didn't eat the first three days of my life because my mother didn't know how to breastfeed, so I'm not greedy. So I just look at things differently. I just go like, do we really have to be that harsh? Now, of course, there's some fucked up shit that happened where people go, you know, give them the gas chamber, lethal injection, this person is fucked up. I believe that death is too good for people. I believe that pedophiles should be castrated and 
fucking uh like an old wu-tang song i keep you know sew your asshole clothes and keep feeding you i believe in actual torture <laughs> like i'm into that shit but I, again i have compassion but i have that like evil side to me that feels like people should really pay for the shit that they've done and sometimes death is too fucking good for people i feel like prison is too good i feel like prison is a I'm not saying, again, I've never been to prison, but it's a country club. You know, where else can you go besides college and camp and write home and talk about, hey, Joe, uh, send me something to my commissary, send me some cigarettes, send me, motherfucker, you just robbed like 10 banks. Like, really? You was out here capping people and you want me to still hold you down? You're about to get a degree? It's the only thing you come home and get a party for. You'll do four, five, six years in college and they won't throw a party for you. But if you come home, they throw a party for you. I, I need that to make sense. I need it to make sense. I just watched a little kid uh, open up a on OTWTube.com. It was SuperSlice75. He put it up. Kid had to be about 10 or 12 years old. He opens up his Christmas gift. He pulls out the paper. The mother says, what does that say? He said, you know, I don't know how to, I don't know how to read. She said, well, can you recognize your name? Uh, I see it. He opens, he starts crying because he said it basically, the mother read it to him that he'd been bad all year. He can't get nothing. Santa tired mm -hmm. of his shit. That little boy done threw himself down. Here was my question. Why this little motherfucker can't read at 10 and 12 years old? He And then told him it was a prank. No, it's not a prank because he can't fucking spell prank. We have, uh, I can't. You know what, Joe? You go ahead and do your show because we could do this for 20,000 hours. For sure, for sure. But that's that's what we are as a society, though. We we unsure about certain things, and we definitely don't know, uh, or we're missing just the the main basic functions of life. You know that the basics are kind of like out the door. We're making the basics hard now. You know when the basics used to be just basics. You know, uh, you, you could understand that uh, there was a teaching: don't have the kids in the back room. <laughs> there was a teaching that there was a teaching for that. Uh, uh, don't let the kids go outside the gate. Uh, there was a teaching for that. Uh, come in the house uh, when the street lights come on. You know, there was a teaching for that. Uh, uh, walk, y'all walk to the store together. That was there was a teaching for that. Uh, you know, those teachings are kind of like not being used or installed anymore. So. A lot of the old ways that we're talking about are, are probably mentioned as, you know, surprising, you know, discoveries when they were just basic facts, basic, base, you know, and again, basic facts. I'm, I'm about to say something different than that, but I can't even break it down no, no simple. No, no, you, you, you got it. Here's the thing. Everything that you've learned, you have to pour into the ones that you've created and the ones that are around you and family. I just spoke to an elder other day and he said to me, do you sit and have dinner with your children? I said, hell to the fucking yeah. He was like, well, people don't do that no more. And I was like, well, that's them because I do that. We sit and we eat. Whether we pray or not, whatever the fuck motherfuckers believe, you know, I'm not into all that, but do you get what I'm saying? And we talk. How was your day? Even when I pick him up from school, how was your day? I want to know every fucking thing because I want to be able to say, nah, that was fucked up. Nah, that was good. Nah, you know what I'm saying? Everything. I don't care if it was a regular day because people don't even realize if you as an adult 
when you go to work, when you go to work, Joel, and you have a shitty day because somebody wants to be an asshole to you and you have to be an asshole back to them, it feels good to vent. To, to come home and say to a partner or somebody and say, this motherfucker thought, duh, duh, and you let it out. And children are like that. So we have to pour into them, and we have to let them kind of pour out those things that they need to vent, which is they need to talk about everything. I'm talking about everything. This is how you find out shit that you never would ever know. And this is how you get to learn your children because they are half of you. And we need to, you're right, we need to bring these things back. Now, I'm not saying bring back fuck your kids up because Lord knows I got some serious ass whoopings for nothing. To this day, for nothing. I don't even know the moral of the story. By looking at somebody in the mouth when they was talking. By answering when nobody was talking to me. Joel, you know about that, right? Answering when nobody's talking to you. You know? That part. That part. But different. Let the children speak. Sit down, listen to them, because there is some shit they gonna tell you. You're like, really? You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's how Mr. Miss Jones feel. Oh, that's Miss how Mr. So and So feel. Cause children be paying attention more than we could ever ever understand. From as 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 as, as small as they are in your hand to as big as they are, you know. So, now I agree with you. We need to. We need to. If Trump said make America great again, if that's what it's that's what it's called, it's make America black again. <laughs> Where back in the days where grandma said something, when Ella said something, you know they meant what the fuck they meant. You ain't sass them, you ain't talk back to them. And guess what? If you did, oh, you was gonna find out. And sometimes it don't be your ass whoops, and sometimes they take away some shit you love because they know how to do that shit good. Or they give you a lecture. Them three five-hour lectures, Lord have mercy. Kill me now. Beat the hell out of me. You know what I'm saying? So, now I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was about to say that, too. Uh, you know, some fall into the line of lectures. Uh, two, three-hour lectures. You know, that's almost worse than a ass whooping. Because just for somebody to, uh, <laughs> you know, almost ridicule you to the point of where, to where you break down, you know, just off of your own embarrassment. Uh, something that you did to embarrass yourself, or uh, and maybe even them, even so, you know, sometimes the the, the that lecture is is almost as as worse as a, as a butt whooping, you know. So, you know, and and all in all, I think just the the uh, the proper upbringing, you know, just you taking heed to what's being said to you and the experience of someone else, you know, goes a long way, you know, especially to avoid any trauma. Uh, unnecessary trauma, uh, unnecessary ill will, uh, uh, bad character, or you know, just uh, anything or wrong, a wrong, basically. You know, if you can, you know, instill yourself into, uh, you know, I don't think no one is telling you, especially when you're giving good information. No one is really giving you good information just for you to not listen with real intent, you know, take that, you know, at, at least absorb at least 30, 40% of what's being said to you, even if a hundred, even if you don't agree with a hundred percent of it, but something in there is given to you for a measure later on down in the road. It may not be a tool that you're ready for now. And then, and then again, um, that aspect of just trying to unwind as Cindy was speaking about, you know, when, uh, you know, fellas, uh, you know, I think that's what that's what your cue is. Besides, 
uh, you know, the kids being able to vent to the mom, you know, the mom has to express or vent herself throughout her day. And I believe, again, in relationship goals, uh, that is very beneficial to being able to listen uh, to your uh, significant other, you know, without so much as a response, but, you know, just listening here uh, so she, she can get uncomfortable and relaxing within our home, you know, and I think within a relationship, man, woman, 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 man, man, or whatever, uh, in a relationship, though, you know, that carries a, uh, a lot of weight, you know, just to give that uh, nurturing ear to the relationship, um, you know, uh, besides the kids coming in from a harsh day of schooling, uh, you know, relationship goals, you know, that's, that's one of the key factors to communication, uh, being able to sit down as a family, as we were speaking of at a table and having those type of conversations um, that are so sorely missed uh, at a time. Um, I, and you bring that up too. I was, uh, had my niece, uh, I took up for her birthday and, it, you know, she kind of like fell into the spin of the phone. I was like, you know what, you know, we ain't really done this before. So, you know, like maybe we shouldn't really be on no phone. Maybe we should just like have general conversation, you know what I'm saying? Just to get, you know, a better respect for each other, you know, even though you're my niece and I love you and, you know, I'm doing this for your birthday, but still, I know I want to get to know you just a little bit more, you know, than I, you know, than just, the title of my niece, you know what I'm saying? You know, what does my niece like to do? You know, what do you know? What are your experiences? You know, you know, and I'm, and I'm feeding them back. So, you know, I can, I can definitely relate into that conversation where, you know, those certain things that we should be doing are, are not really expressed as they should be. And that's just, again, from uh, the practice of it not being, you know, shown, or demonstrated as such, uh, which, you know, it's always time to, you know, we can always correct those means and manners, uh, especially with the uh, judge that has not taken on the weight of resigning under her own power without no one actually having to tap her on the shoulder and be like, hey, you got to come up out of there. You know, you know, a couple of taps, you know, did the trick to where she was like, okay, I give up because, you know, I'll pour from the country such as myself, because I even called the office down there with the number that was given uh, to express my view. Uh, and, and again, uh, this is, you know, she shouldn't really be the first one. She leads as an example for any judge in any uh, category, uh, state, federal, or whatever you have, uh, county, uh, circuit, or, you know, whatever the case, if anyone you know, we need to expose all of them and get them all up out of there. You know what I'm saying? Just based on the fact that enough is enough. Uh, 22 is here. Uh, there's a time countdown already for certain things to happen to we're, we're well behind, behind the eight ball in, in time. So, you know, if we're going to put on a, on a pace, you know, it definitely needs to be now and, and stepped on, you know, heavily with the gas. Uh, but, you know, at the end of all of this, um, there is a celebration. <laughs> so I know you're like, how, when, where, what, why? But, again, life is the celebration, you know, uh, especially when new life is brought in uh, to the world. Uh, life itself, a life of a new idea, a uh, life of a new business, uh, life itself, uh, the idea 
you know, forth bringing uh, of, of life or whatnot, you know. So we're celebrating uh, this coming January 29th uh, out here in Vegas. Uh, but before that, there is a release date, actually 30 days from now. I believe today is the 2nd, uh, February 2nd, 2022. Uh, there will be a release of the Melacoin. Uh, the Melacoin was first uh, titled the Omni uh, that was created back in 2019 by Brother Truth. Uh, if you're unfamiliar uh, with him, he's a brother that gives you uh, peripheral knowledge on uh, finance, uh, as well as uh, self uh, mastery, uh, claiming your, uh, your your fictitious name, uh, and so on and so forth. You can definitely uh, give a visit to his page on Instagram if you're familiar with it. B r o t h a t r u t h. He goes into uh, projected date February second, twenty twenty two, will be the release date of the Melancholy token in the new. Melaverse marketplace to use for your crypto token uh, for such as things as poker, NFTs, cannabis delivery, education, apparel. Uh, you can visit the site at themelacoin.com, T H E M E L A C O I N dot C O M. And again, T H E M E L A C O I N dot C O M. Check that out. Um, again, that release date is February 2nd, 2022. Have fun with that. Uh, now back into the January 29th date, uh, there will be a vegan wonderland for those that are into veganism, uh, plant-based foods, uh, especially if you're visiting uh, beyond uh, January's first date. Is this highly, highly hyped. Uh, again, January 29th is that date on a Saturday. I believe that's the last Saturday of the month. Uh, there will be live entertainment, of course. Uh, Cali Vegan Chefs, Arizona Vegan Chefs, as well as Las Vegas Vegan Chefs. Uh, spoken words, live bands, comedians, uh, given to you by Off the Vine, Chef William Henry. And again, that is January 29th, 11 to 6 p.m. So if you're in the Las Vegas area uh, doing that vacation thing, spending your money on travel, or just trying to get out the house and again, we always want you to do safety, uh, most travel, so definitely uh, masks, gloves, and the whole nine if you can. Put yourself in a more protective uh, area or comfortable situation or what have you, but still in all, January 29th is that day, so if you're able to make it, please do. Uh, this will conclude tonight's showing and taping of Make Me Free. We want to thank you again, the host. And the listener for tuning in as always as you do. I want to thank Sydney Ashby for tuning in and giving us her perspective and her insight on the, some of the topics that was discussed tonight. Uh, again, bringing some of the most interesting uh, pieces of conversation uh, to the show that we are listening to. Oh yeah, you know what? Go ahead. I, we we got it like that. Go ahead, say it. I want to mention uh, as well. Uh, a few a few people that I forgot along the way that uh, possibly make this show uh, what it is as well. And trying to get into that, I wanna wanna say what's up to uh, the powdered water. That show comes on on uh, I believe what is that two days ago? So that would have been Monday or what was that? 
Yeah, yeah. He, he, he's 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 on the hiatus, but like every now and then I'll play it about powder water with uh Jackson, the weird side host. Yeah, we got the other Jackson, side. Then we got uh Do the Right Thing by black and brown farmers. And then we got Thoughts of a Light Skinned Woman, which you catch that Thursdays at nine PM. We got Cass Cuts coming up right behind me at the end of my show. Then we got the miseducation of Steve B. Or you can catch him Thursdays at 11.30 to midnight. And again, www.onthewakeupradio.com. And don't forget as well, our lovely, lovely lady, KB. KB is on as well. Uh, what Mondays show is KB on? Event Horizon, Mondays, 9 p.m. Yes, thank you. I always want to bring her into the fold. And then we got some more new people again, Sovereignty Creed. Uh, his show starts up January 5th. Definitely don't want to forget that, brother. And as well, uh, I believe here we have Mrs. Max Health and Culture, Ministry and Wellness. Mm-hmm. And what date is her show? She's uh, Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, yeah, we got a, uh, a lot of information. We got a lot of people that you can listen to throughout our program uh, throughout the week. So, again... On the Wake Up Radio is where you're listening to the best of the best. That's and right. Again, we want to also mention Dr. Zelenko to the Australian politicians on genocide and crimes against humanity. I wanted to point this particular link out uh, so you guys can give a listening ear to it. Uh, there are some of the top-notch um, people on this program uh, throughout the world that are actually on here and they're addressing uh, Australia and the what they're considering or basically what he's saying is COVID is using against humanity is basically a crime against humanity and a genocide to all those uh, here. So if you can't give a listen to that HTTPS semicolon forward slash forward slash rumble dot com and again Dr. Zelenko Z-E-L-E-N-K-O to Australian politicians on genocide and crimes against humanity. Please take a listen to that. That is a very important piece that you don't want to miss. And again, we're going to be tuning out. Thank you for tuning in. Until next week, peace. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Diane. Cindy Ashwin On the wake up. You, the people, have the power. The power to create happiness. Let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful. To make this life a wonderful adventure. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power. But they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us all unite. OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform.